Welcome to Haut Hochschule Voices, the latest series from the Haut Hochschule team. In this monthly bonus feature to the main podcast, you will find full-length interviews, individual stories, and a collection of conversations with people from Rheinwald, University of Plant Sciences, Kleve, Kamplimford, and the entire Lower Rhine region. In this episode of Voices, a companion piece to our last episode, How to Find Friends, we meet three students and talk about their experiences of finding a new home in a unique shared flat on the outskirts of Kleve. I'm Tim. I'm living in Kleve since three and a half years and I study at Hochschule Rheinwald Sustainable Tourism and currently writing my bachelor yeah, and living in Trusostech. <laughs> I'm Johan. I'm studying psychology with a focus on cognitive neuroscience at Radboud University in Nijmegen. I'm doing a research master and I'm now about to finish my research project. And I also live at Rosesteich. And I'm Felix. I'm in Kleve since September 2018. I'm studying biomaterials and um, I used to be the futsal coach in for the University Hochschulsport. Unfortunately, my season was not the most successful one, but nowadays they're very successful again. But I also live at Dosestage with the other two. We've got a little bit of our intake about how to find people in Kleve. Normally, you don't hear from living communities so much because there are a lot of them probably in Kleve and you never know. But we heard from you before, not only because you live above a cheese museum, that's crazy enough, but the whole arrangement is interesting. So maybe one of you can... Explain what it is, and then we jump into how you met each other. All right, so the house is a very special house. It's built in the 1860s, so it's an old castle. That's probably the best description for it. It's got an old tower. You've got, I think it's 12 to 14 rooms in total, and we've got 12 rooms occupied at the moment, so it's a big house. A big front lawn with fruit trees, old big trees in the front yard, 150 horses, as you said, the cheese museum in the basement. The horses uh, are a big part of it as well. Yeah, the horses are a big part. Even though we don't have any responsibilities for the horses, we're yeah. able to go up and cuddle with them. And we've got a lot of interactions with people, locals from Kleve who bring their horses there. It's a residence for horses. So old and disabled horses come there and or people bring their old and disabled horses or just in general their horse to stay on the ground around our house. And there are people coming from our landlord, which are taking care of them by feeding them. And yeah, it's a rehabilitation in, yeah. in a way. But actually the whole area around the house is a natural reservoir and okay. yeah, reserve. We are quite lucky that we have a lot of unoccupied lakes and fields and beautiful landscape and nature around our house, which we can basically just reach via walking. Yeah. Right by the, the Rhine River. Yeah, by the Rhine River. Five hundred walks. Yeah. Five kilometers from the border away, so Nijmegen is reachable by bike within 45 minutes to an hour. And we are still cycling like 10 minutes to uni, so yeah. we are also living central, but also really far away from normal society, I would say. Yeah. yeah. We've had a lot of people coming from the city, from Bochum, because we've got a couple of people from Bochum living in our house. And when they bring their friends, it's they're opening yeah. up to nature. And we're like, all oh, right. Yeah, it's pure, vac the pure, pure vacation mode. Pure <laughs> yeah, vacation exactly. mode, yeah. yeah. I think that that's really interesting because normally when you think about uh, student communities living in an apartment that's like 
the opposite. Yeah. Because I was there once, it was completely the opposite that you normally expect. It was a hunting house, I think. A hunter used to live there and he shot deers and all other sorts of animals in the area and put them up on the wall. So we have huge heads of deers yeah, on the wall. On the old, big old pictures. Yeah, the painting is from Paintings, the yeah, they are quite ancient, I would say, three to five meters long and really... Yeah, there was a guy the other four weeks ago, a local from Kleve. He knew something about the artist. Apparently, he's like a, an artist from Munich. And this is the only painting he did, which is in NRW. And yeah. saw it in a museum somewhere, a photo of the painting. And That's really interesting. Actually, mm -hmm. also about the cheese museum, maybe an interesting fact is that the old people who lived there, they brought the recipe for Gouda from Holland to this house and they started to produce the Dutch way of making Gouda in our house. Like basically in the beginning, they brought the re recipe for Gouda in the Niederrhein and then also into Germany, which is also quite an interesting the Origins fact. of Gouda. Oh, yeah, origins <laughs> of German Gouda is coming from our house, yeah. And there are still sometimes in the summer, there are old people who just come in the house because they don't realize, ah, there's actually people living inside. And then we are in, in the kitchen and making a coffee or whatever. And then there are just a bunch of old people who come <coughs> to the kitchen and think it's a mu museum and they just walk around and they're like, oh, ah, and then they realize, ah, there's actually people living here. And yeah, it's there has been a, a couple of weird situations, especially for the older people around here. It's quite a... Monument to visit on a summer bike tour, I would say. But to be fair, it's not really clear from the website that you can only visit the cheese museum with an appointment. I mean, everyone is welcome in our house. Exactly. Yeah, we are always very happy to see new faces around. And that's also what we want to create in the future is like a place where also students can come by and start volunteering or just have a place to hang out, to meet each other, have nice events together and just yeah have a nice student time in general and i think what's really important to mention that it's completely private so it's not from the university it's not a fraternity some students live in old houses are oh, sounds like a fraternity no it isn't it's completely private so maybe you can tell me how you find each other it's quite a dynamic process i would describe it as i think there was a big shift in the house when i think tim and i Uh, moved in about two years ago. April 2021. Yeah, yeah. April 21. Because we met with Andy, one of our housemates, Chris, one of the housemates, who were living there for a longer term. And they had the vision of a living community where you sort through the people. You have a kind of process to evaluate who fits the house, who doesn't. And then create projects where you enable people to come up with a vision. Let's say we want to plant a field in the garden. And we sorted people by criteria like that. There's a lot of rooms occupied yeah. and then they get free again. And then eventually people like it that much that they stay longer. Yeah, that was what, when we entered the house, it was like not a shared flat. It was more like people are in their rooms separately and they don't even know the names of each other. And they just use this beautiful house as just a living place. When we moved there, we said to Andy and the other guys, let's make something special out of this because the potential is just so high. And since we moved there, we brought color in the house and we said, okay, let's choose the people who come here. Let's do some things together. I work at Tafel also, Felix as well, since three years. We get a lot of food by them. We also have Fairtyler food sharing, which we use and 
also the field and the garden provides us with vegetables and all sorts of things which we can share together. That's like the whole idea that we have a lot of things, tools, kitchen, utensils, anything which we everyone brings and we all use it together and share it and share the costs as well. And we have this vision of creating this community place for not only people who live there, also for people who come from the outside and meet there. It became one of the biggest party locations in Kleve. Like when we make a party or we announce a party, we are sure there will be at least 100 people, 150 people who come there, even when we don't send an invitation because it's just mouth, mouth to mouth. Yeah, and you can also accommodate the amount of people. That's When you have a flat in the inside in Oberstadt, 150 people in your flat, you're going to have the cops there within at 10 o'clock sharp and that's something we can accommodate we can have a party with 400 people over a whole weekend where if we're in good contact with the landlords there's no neighbors and the next neighbors are two and a half kilometers away you have a chat with them it might be more noisy this weekend or and then we've never had big trouble with the police no they came at some parties of course but they but always come but they always come but the reason we was, abide by their rules they yeah. abide by ours and it's all fine yeah <laughs> and they're not always come uh, yeah, they yeah. came the last party but the last before that they went there the two or three we had before the right. any police we still have one neighbor it's the house it's the big house where the uh, tower as well is it's the house where we live in and next to it is like a small farmhouse mm. where there's currently a family living and we had we had a miscommunication with them. yeah we had some sort of miscommunication and in the end they were the ones complaining about the noise which is understandable yeah. but yeah the the house is also being rented to families and they want to move out now again and we it would be beautiful to get students as well in that house but it's a little different it's 140 square meter and you can't really rent it out separately yeah um, it's like a full house yeah. yeah do you like announce that there's a free room how does it work yeah, yeah I can, do you understand since you were the yeah. last one to jump? I was basically at the vg casting in autumn 2021 i was searching for a new recommendation because i wanted to move out from the student dorm in nijmegen but I still had time, and so I looked around quite calmly, also in several cities in Germany, also in Goch and in Kleve, and via WG gesucht, I came to this house, and then I came by one evening with beer, and we had dinner together, and afterwards we went to a house party, and then I slept there and drove home at the next day, and one week later I moved in. Yeah. It that's, can turn out very That's easy. when a VG casting goes well from <laughs> uh, you know, right? He fits. Yeah. <laughs> he fits. Yeah. I brought beer. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's always a good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even there when Johan came, but I knew he was the right fit for the right house. fit for the house when I met him first. And for you it was also quite funny because you were shifting rooms quite a bit at the beginning. Yes. Uh, he was living in my room because I was in Georgia last year and then I was just yeah, there's this guy, he moves in and he's just living in your room now and I'm just yeah. No, first of all I lived yeah. in Andy's room. True. And then when you went to Georgia I moved into your ah, yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. And then I moved into my room, which is now my final one. Yeah. <laughs> three rooms, not bad. Yeah, three rooms, not bad at all. Yeah, and Felix, I was meeting in my first days in Kleve, actually. And when I came here, I had no flat as well. And I didn't know anyone. I was just coming here. 
You just had a backpack. I just had a backpack, basically. <laughs> and I was rocking over campus and I just th thought, okay, I might just camp in the forest tonight. It was the welcome uh, yeah, yeah, I had everything from uh, sleeping welcome outside. Week, it was the, the welcome uh, week. I was also not like sure if I should start studying here. And I was like, it got this vibe. I get out of the train. It's raining in Cleveland. You get this weird feeling inside of you maybe it's not the right decision i'm doing right now and then i was just walking over campus and there was some people playing football and one guy shot the ball in my direction and i was kicking it and the ball flew like straight into spoil <laughs> and so the guy who shot the ball to me and i'm me who shot the ball in spoil were responsible to get the ball back <laughs> and the guy who shot the ball was felix was and then i was we really tried to get this catch this ball out of spoil And I somehow just asked him if I could stay on his couch for the night. And he said, yeah, sure. And then I slept at his couch for one night. It should have been one night only, but it's in the end it were like two months. Yeah, and then he moved into yeah. our basement because that was free at some point. We became really good friends since then. And then after two months, I moved into my own flat here in Emmericher Straße, which was an experience. But I thought already when I moved in, it's not going to be for long term. And... I found out about the house after, I don't know, I think before we moved in, I was already there once and it was a super funny day because I learned about the house and then I moved there with Felix. Just, we went there with a bicycle to look at the place and then the landlord already came and he had yeah, the contract in his hand, and the, but there was only one room. <laughs> Two people moving and we both signed our contracts, but there was only room. So we had yeah. to do rock, paper, scissors who gets the room. Yeah. <laughs> we Then I had the situation again where I was staying on Felix Couch for a month again. And the guys who were and in my... And you had the hope that you yeah. would get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally <laughs> having a room for one's own. And then... Yeah. Again. <laughs> yes, this guy on the couch. But yeah, I got my room and I got my contract. And since then... Yeah, we are living very happily in this place and I'm calling it already my home because I'm not I've come from quite far away and it's really nice to have a place where you can root root down. We even have people who are gone from Cleveland now because they're doing separate things but they like the house so much that they're keeping the room and subrenting it through us that they don't lose the connection and that we have the freedom to not have to deal with the landlords who comes into the house but that we can do it ourselves. I think the ideal situation when you have people who want to stay connected, yeah. even though they do not have a connection physically anymore. Yeah, the thing is we have specific ideas of type of people that we want in the house. So we're looking for people who are interested in the projects which we have already built or start building. So we have this project going on with one of my roommates where we make fermented drinks called kombucha. And it's basically a fermentation process which takes 10 days and it's a mushroom fermenting in black tea and sugar. And we produce these drinks in quite a frequent time. So we have all 10 days, we get 12 liters of fresh kombucha concentration, which we then put in a second fermentation with all sorts of fruits and tastes to make a drink out of it. And the idea is also of the projects which we want to start the summer with the movie nights to also sell some of our homemade drinks and maybe we also will have food in that time we have a lot of ideas of also creating and selling food which we do at our own we made chocolate one time 
We created now this syrup out of flowers of, from the garden. Dandelion. Dandelion yeah. syrup. And we have amazing ideas. And if you are also in the summer, you know, you will be in Kleve and you have nice ideas as well. Feel free to come by and visit us and help us finalizing your project or help us finalizing one of our projects because we really need volunteers and people who are desperate and also willing to help. <laughs> yes, let's reframe the desperate part. Yeah. <laughs> Finalize our project. Yeah, help us. It sounds a bit like come by and do my coding. <laughs> no, not in that way. We cannot pay you yet with money. We can pay you with hugs and uh, Beer. kombucha. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah that's one of the projects we're doing in the house and we also try to sell it but it's quite hard to put it out uh, for I example mean, in I the mean, supermarket it's, chain it's, it's mostly like for a, our own consumption yeah we, it's we own consumption it. and we bring it to friends and people who are interested in it yeah. and if you are interested in starting a kombucha as well in Kleve we are the right house we can get a uh, whole lot of scoby we got a whole lot of scoby which is the fermentation starter which you put in black tea, sugar. Scoby is symbiotic yeah. culture of bacteria and yeast. Yeah, and that's one of many projects which we are doing in the house right now. Uh, ideas like this, we want to create more and push. And if you have another idea or project in your mind, we can maybe help you with. Um, and also come with an open mindset and think, okay, I want to help you guys with a garden, for example. We have a big field in the garden which needs some attention of people taking care of it. And we need also people who have a sense of also sharing things and cooking together, making music sessions. We have a lot of instruments in the house, which are quite interesting for musicians as well. And we have gaming sessions, board games, of course, artwork. woodworking, artworking. We have a big garden, which we could use. We have a fire space. We have an idea now in the summer to make movie nights, open air movie nights. We want to buy a Beamer. That's also like, when it comes to things like buying things, we want to also share the costs around the house. So you should also be open to giving some of your money. We don't want you to pay a lot of things. But when we have big projects like movie night, open air things, we want to creating it together also. Yeah. And our sorting process then would be to invite you to a dinner. Yeah. That's our preferred way. We usually have a common dinner every evening. And just whenever you have time, you come by. Yeah. And then we would have a chat with you, confront you with the ideas we have. If you've got any ideas yourself, yeah. you're happy to... We don't force up. anyone to live in our form of way. It's yeah, more exactly. more just we want some open-minded people who bring some new ideas and who just yeah. not just come here come in our place to consume and, and have a common energy, a, a drive to get the same projects done and be on eye level on what you want the place to go towards. Because in the last couple of years, before we took charge of the energy and where the house goes, it was mainly the situation, as Tim said, that people are living separately and the common places were very neglected. You couldn't really live in the house. I would say it's got a lot of faults because it's an old house and it's so far away. And the way we made it livable was by taking charge of these faults ourselves and not just sit back and stick to our own room and leave the responsibility to the landlord that he has to fix this huge project by himself, which he's not doing. I think he would like to completely renovate it, but he cannot. And now we have an electricity problem since two months now. 
or I think three even months. three or even yeah. three months near the because the yeah. building is so old that the electricity cables are still like really the old ones made out of cotton. Yeah, it's, it's I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah it's and cotton it's wrapped cotton wrapped wire, and you have the problem that it starts at some point touching each other and then it starts burning. Yeah, And we had a sparkling night <laughs> three, month, three months ago. A couple and then, of smells. <laughs> and people woke up because of the smell and then it turned out that the whole upper floor had no more electricity. And now we took the electricity from downstairs and wired it up yeah. outside of the wall. And now the landlord as well, he's like kind of thinking, oh, maybe I should start renovating now. And he started now renovating the attic and putting new cables, which will take a, two more months, in my opinion, maybe more. We don't know. Yeah. So the house is a work in progress. Yeah. If you Constantly evolving. Yeah. yeah if you have <laughs> experience in any kind of craft, steel craft, your woodworking craft, whatever, you're definitely a welcome side at our house because we've always got projects. <laughs> No, it never gets boring. We've yeah. got a guy from Cameroon. We've got a girl from Jamaica. We've got a girl. She's got Spanish and Panamanian roots. Yeah. A guy from yeah. Romania, one half Russian. I think the reason the house works is that there's not just students. You don't have one single dynamic in the house. I think the amount of students is like six students or something. The rest is either working or doing something completely different. And that's why you don't get into the sluggish rhythm of everybody leaving the house at the same time, everybody having the same rhythm. It's very broken up. We've got people leaving the house at 4.30. We've got people going to bed at 4.30. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the house is always alive. Yeah, it's always Which is alive. a very yeah. handy thing if the electricity starts burning in the <laughs> middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually it is. We have all our secret olds who take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the house is not burning down and i think it's also because people who live in the house take responsibility for the place that mm. it works out because in in other places here in Kleve, the apartment might be up to the standard where you don't actively have to do something on the house mm. but in this place you have to work on it to make it livable and the dynamic breaks down very quickly because people realize does it fit or does it not within the first couple of moments of you being in the house we show you the problem straight up for example the burning wires in the wall and then we've got your some people yeah. react by just their eyes falling out of their head because they've never seen something like that except on youtube yeah. or something yeah and then the people who stay they really want to make it work yeah they're motivated and i think that that's one of the main differences because the house is extreme in a sense that only a certain kind of person wants to stay there. Yeah. You need to lower your comfort zone 100% yeah. to when you move in our place. Yeah. <laughs> But this is something you always have to do when you move out from your parents. Yeah. In your first years yeah. at university, mm. you will hardly have a high standard of living. No, mostly not. And I don't think... Depends that, where you come from. I don't, actually don't think that our house is so extreme compared to other flats I had during my bachelor. We're asking a lot of you. If you move into the house, there's quite a few responsibilities you have. Because we are such a social community, we expect you to partake in the dinner processions or in the food processions. It's always an option. It's never forced. But for example, we just had the conversations with one person in the house where we felt they were taking the advantage of it to, to a certain degree. And that then doesn't work where... I feel like we're also forced to have that open conversation very regularly 
for it to be able to work. It's very important that there's communication between everyone. That's why we have meetings, VG meetings, where we sit down together and everyone can tell or say what they are thinking and what they want to change, what they are not so happy with, what they are really happy with. And we try to find like a balanced way through all of these problems or also good things to find the best way possible to live together for each one of us. And I would say it's a big learning curve because you get some real characters in that house. For example, we just had a person with manic depressions and alcoholism in the house. And me personally, I've never lived with somebody in that extreme of a living situation. But I learn how do I deal with somebody in such a situation? Where's my space in that living area? And is it possible to be living next to somebody like that? In the end, it didn't work out because the person wasn't able to take the help that we provided and she needed. But I think we all learned something about at least ourselves <laughs> yeah, by having like such a roommate. Quite a, when I think about the characters that were in the house in the past two years since we lived there, it's really funny to think of all the different faces and like how crazy people actually can be. It's not just a television. It's definitely, they don't just make it up for television. It's yeah. actually true. <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, that's also the honesty. What's interesting is that 12 people live there. How does the cleaning work? Because 12 people living together, yeah. but probably you have that figured out because. No. Uh, <laughs> I would answer the quest with come see, come south. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah you want to tell us. <laughs> yeah, in theory, ha we have cleaning plans and scheduled, but in practice, this hardly yeah. works out. The problem is people have a different view on hygiene. They have, especially when we come out of different countries, we have a different perception on what is clean and what is not clean. So there are more people in the house that do more than others on a constant way, just to keep some things clean. Like the guy from Cameroon, he calls our oven fireplace. And yeah. that's just one of many things why we have reasons to create lists to check in on each other if we actually do the mandatory work or not do it. And then if it's not working, I'm just calling it out theoretically because we already been at the point where it's not working and we already talked to each person who's responsible for it. But it's not really, there hasn't been a really big change in terms of getting a schedule and getting it really working. But I think also all of us, not the kind of persons who live by lists. We're not the kind of people who find the motivation to clean up, to partake in something social because I have the responsibility because it's my day of the week or whatever. We were trying to implement the idea of, all right, it's dirty. It's, it might not be my trash, but I'm part of the house. So it's part of my responsibility. If I want to feel good, I want to be living in a kind of clean place. Yeah, that's we're working on it. And it got definitely better. When I think about how it was two years ago, we made some big renovations that changed a lot. But still, depending on where you come from, you are used to some standards. When I look on my home place where my mom used to tell me what I should clean and what I should leave and not, I really come from a household where I really got forced to clean and I learned how to clean. But we should still look forward to 
get the place clean and also not leave it the responsibility on just two or three persons. Like try to balance it throughout the house. We're getting yeah. better at that. We're getting the, better at that point, but it's also people. if the listeners here have a solution for us how to get twelve people <laughs> individually all active on for, the same hygiene on level. the same hygiene level and cleaning. <laughs> You can write us your ideas uh, <laughs> or just come by and start cleaning yourself if you feel like. Yeah. Uh, Infoatools.com. Yeah, we have no email yet. No. But maybe in the upcoming future. Who knows? No. But also, none of us belongs to these people who, for which everything being tidy and clean is extremely important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There is a standard. For example, one of the roommates does not want to use fridges. He's only got a freezer and his freshly cooked food always in the pots covered on the counter. And we've had a lot of conversations about how do we keep these public spaces for everybody to be able to use them. And I think in the end, we just managed by him keeping his food in the pots and him doing his thing, but managing in a way that we are able to cook at the same time, that we are able to do our stuff and clean up in our way without having the feeling, all right, He's being too dirty for us to feel comfortable in place. And that's something that developed over the last two years. So it's an education curve for some people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we showed a lot of people how to clean right or I don't know, how to use a freezer or <laughs> just <laughs> basic basically basics. an education institution. Yeah. So, for some things yeah sure but in your situation you're more or less living with people you want to live together right yeah but also there's like sometimes the, i wouldn't say struggle but you live with your friends but you also live with your friends yeah 100 percent. don't shit don't shit where you eat yeah. <laughs> that's my first rule with living together with people uh, don't start a relationship in the house you live in and if you're really good buddies don't move in together keep the room separate the with tim and i it worked out because the house is so busy you can still do your separate stuff you don't get on each other's nerves so much but i think that's what you're getting at yeah, where right, yeah. the connection you have to somebody becomes so intense that it's too much and i feel like we're at the point where you have your common spaces where if i come downstairs into the kitchen there's probably somebody going to be downstairs and i'll have a chat with whomever is there right now That's But, really beautiful as well, because yeah. as a social person, for me, for example, I really don't like to be alone. I, I have my times alone, but I'm talking about living alone. And it's su such a nice feeling to just be together in the evening. And I don't know, you share food together and stories, and it's just a beautiful vibe which we share. But then we also have the privacy part that when I go in my room and I close the door, I can be on my own and I can be as long as I want to. Of course, if I would stay one week inside, there would be someone coming in and thinking, oh, is he all Bring right? You know? <laughs> uh, but that's what we are really, what I'm really happy about the house, that we all get along super nicely. And that's what we also try to not only share the flat, also to be friends and do activities outside of the house. Like we, last, yeah, last year we went to, Sweden with a whole house and had one week of vacation together. We went to Florence for, with a couple of people from the house. You guys yeah. went skiing this year already. Yeah, it's just, I would Even say we are all, we all groups. become good friends from yeah. just also being together for such a long time. Of course, we, if you live with a person or with many people together, you should also get along with them because you are spending so much time together. 
I think we all know the feeling when you live with somebody that you do not want to live together with, where it becomes that dynamic of living next to each other. You actively try to avoid the other person and you spend your whole day around when is the other person in the public spaces. And I've been there. It's not nice. And I'm really happy that has never happened in this place to the point where I would say I do not want to look into this person's face anymore, which I guess with 12 people, it should be quite a common thing that You've got some people who do not want to deal with each other, but even we've got one roommate who doesn't get along with the other one where it's gotten to that point, but even they can spend time together in the kitchen and not get at each other's throats because they know everybody else around them is part of the conflict as well. Then, And it's not just the two of them and they respect the house so much that they keep it to themselves, which is really nice. But so far, I personally had very good times with living together with friends of mine. I had this in several living communities, and it worked out quite well. Did you start off being friends, or did you start off being roommates? Well, no, when I moved out from my home, I moved together with my best friend from school. Oh, okay. And we had a lot of fighting in the first weeks, which we never had before, but then he moved again together with me years later again. Yeah. Of course, it's not black and white. It can go both ways, I guess. Mm -hmm. Nobody grew up in this area, right? From Karlsruhe, from Düsseldorf and from Cologne. Yeah, it's different to Kleve, sure. Kleve has its like charm and also its bad sides. We're talking about it when the microphone was off, but yeah, the amount of activities students can do here is pretty low, especially in wintertime. If you don't have good friends in Kleve or like nice places... No one does that, right? To go to, you can fall into a deep depression here because it's just like nothing is open, especially in Corona times. It was like this, it was like this everywhere. But in Kleve, it was like more of a deeper and darker hole, in my opinion. And even now, it's not much activity. So we try to change that by having such an open house with creative minds inside. I think. The way you survive a winter in Kleve is by having an attitude of wanting to do it yourself. If you want to have an activity, social activity, going to the pubs, for me personally, it was the futsal at some point, where during Corona, Andre, Brandon and me were the coaches of the futsal team at the time. And we wanted to make it happen. And that's why it, it was happening. Here in Kleve, you cannot wait for somebody else to do the project that you want to participate in. If you want to participate in a project, go make it happen. And that's also the beauty about the place because you do not have that high boundaries of making things happen. For example, in, within the first three months of me moving into the place in Drusesdorschner, we had a festival over a whole weekend with 400 people in our front lawn with 50 or 60 people camping outside just because we wanted to make it happen. Yeah. And that's something I learned in Kleve, which I think is a great life lesson. And that got me through a lot of winters here. If you want it, you can do it, especially in Kleve. There's a lot of people who just sit on their asses here and have nothing to do. If you motivate them good enough, you can come up with really nice projects and ideas. And I think if you can make it happen here, you can make it happen anywhere. Activities outside of what the university is offering, because you just mentioned the sports program. Futsal, and that was through university sports. I passed the team on to Jan. He's coaching them at the moment. They just got promoted again. We have some activities. There's the Cliff Boulder Gym, which is opened like two years ago already now. Yeah. 
where you can go climbing indoors. Seven euros fifty on a week. Yeah, on a Wednesday, it's seven fifty for students, which is quite a good deal. There's also I do parkour also since now ten years, and there's a Kleber has a community for parkour people, and we also have a gym here, which is in Oberstadt on the other side of EOC, which where you can go for free on Wednesdays. And Fridays, yeah, we have, there's free training and people are quite friendly to new faces. And if you want to learn anything of breakdance, slacklining, acrobatics, parkour, free running, dancing in general, hip hop dancing, there's free courses for everyone, all age, I think starting from 14. There's um, a couple of yoga schools. Yeah, yoga, yoga schools. And other activities, we always go on bike rides. That's been like the one thing we always did here. You can easily go to Netherlands or lakes lakes around the area. There's a beautiful big national park next to Millingen. Between Park, Reichswald that's, that's a big thing. has a big, has a big beautiful potential for bike, bikes. That's a pretty nice yeah. spot for some downhill. You have to definitely go outdoors to have a good time here, I would say. And we are not the pub crawlers. I think our activities evolve around us being active and not going indoors to to get entertained in a way. If your entertainment involves being active and doing your entertainment for yourself, I think Kleber is a great place for you. Otherwise, you're going to find it very tiresome here. And yeah, there's not that many like public places where you could go to just... You can go and sit in Café Solo and look at the public area yeah. and just... Get the city vibe, you well, know. It's more like a place for old, older people, in my opinion. It's not my vibe. In Kleve, there's also one street where all the pubs are, but that's basically where street. all the pubs where are. Three pubs. <laughs> are. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the Centrale, which has, I think, on Wednesday, my part of the uni is meeting there in the evening. And also, everyone can go there. But like I said, I'm normally not the person who goes into pubs and spends five euros for a beer, because I can also buy five beers for five euros in the supermarket. <laughs> And drink them with my friends yeah. outside. Central is quite nice. Früh is quite nice. There's a couple of pubs around, but I don't think there's like this one student bar where you would yeah. say, all right, this is the meeting point for life science people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How would you describe like student culture here in Cleveland? Self-made. Self-made. Yeah. 100% self-made. There are a lot of community houses. We are not the only one. I know already. Villa Kunterbund. Villa Kunterbund is there. Crack House, Tribe House. Yeah. Crackhouse? Yeah. Crackhouse. Yeah. There's yeah. a couple of names which are a bit questionable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Crackhouse is in Emmericher Straße, and I think there used to be like crack addicts living there, yeah. or they found some crack pipes. Yeah. That's why it's called Crackhouse. But yeah, we have the community is completely self made, and I think you meet some of the people who are living here for a long time on parties or just also at uni. They walk around. Some faces are like a bit older than the others, and he must live here for a longer time. And yeah, I think the idea is also of the communities that to create kind of parties or projects where people can come and share or do activities together. I think the special thing about Cleve is the international yeah. base where you've, you're always not split, hard split, but where you've got the people from your area, let's say you're from Malaysia, you're instantly connected with a lot of Malaysians because it's just your first impression or probably the easiest contact you can have. Same with your roommates, your housemates, if you find a good place. A part of that, it's a little difficult to get connected to people. And I found the best connections through parties and music 
in Clever, where we have a very nice techno community in Clever. And it's people from Clever, it's international students, it's local students, it's heck, it's even Dutch guys that come over just for the music in Clever. And then we have each party is mainly house that says, all right, come by this weekend. We organized our local DJs again. I think you pay maximum seven euros with the entrance. It's a donation just to cover the costs yeah. and you meet the regular faces there. It's a great community. Yeah, that's also, I think when you are coming from an international country as well, there's all, I think every country has their WhatsApp group. I was meeting one guy from Albania and he said, yeah, I'm just in this Albanian WhatsApp group. And they are like all Albanian people from Kleve in that WhatsApp group. And I think a lot of foreigners do that here. So they are already in their small community from their country. But what really brings them together is, like Felix said, parties, events, like from the techno scene around here that really brings all countries, all nations together for one evening to connect each other and then whatever evolves out of this. But yeah, it's all pretty self-made, I think, from the uni. They used yeah. to be. I know back in the day, my favorite thing was the International Food Days where you'd have, I think, six, seven, eight wagons and each nationality or group of people who got together, they were cooking one national dish or something. And you would stand in queue and you'd have this small little slider, basically. And by the time you were standing in queue, you'd eat your slider and then you get the next food and go and stand in the next queue. And it was just a big mix-up, big melting pot of cultures, which for me was one of the greatest moments ever. Same with the futsal, because sports connect people all around the world and we cannot come up with a team to play in every kind of sport competitively but having one team for, that represents uni in a competitive league that connects a lot of people to come and support that university team and i know before corona we used to have 50 to 60 people in the all and now the last time they were there i think it was 20 30 40 so we're getting back to that level where we've got a lot of supporters Does the International Food Day still exist? I haven't heard about it. I think it was Asta who was doing it. But I heard the Ramadan break that they had in university was a big success. I think it was called Aid. I can't remember the proper name yeah. for it. I heard as well there was yeah. a lot of food. Probably. So all the little subcultures here in Clever, they're very connected with each other. If you've got a public holiday that you celebrate at home, you're definitely going to find people who celebrate it here with you if you want to. No need to stay by yourself. When you draw from your experience until now, each one of you, what did you learn mostly about how to make friends here? Just go out. Don't stay in your room. The people or friends you meet in public places, even if there are not many public places, you will always find a place to meet people somewhere. There's, for example, the Tafel in Klebe, which is providing food for not only homeless people, also for students in need and you can go there to volunteer Tuesdays and Thursdays in the morning and they are quite welcoming to all faces who want to help and that was also for me in the beginning a place where I just had a schedule in my week where I would go to frequently and then you start meeting people there and you which was also happening during corona yeah there was also like a big change in the last two years that happened here where everything just the whole social part and shut down and you had to do something to still get out. Yeah, yeah, it was quite hard in Corona. I was not here for all the time, but 
we were lucky we had some nice connections to the Gruft, which is also a big biggie house in Kleve. When you live here for a longer time, you some, start... Some names stick. Some names, <laughs> yes, some names stick to you. And we are, I think, looking back on oh, the past three years... Name, the yeah. castle, yeah. The castle, yeah. We're in the castle, yeah. <laughs> I feel proud of... Winterbund is also very... Yeah, is... Yeah, stick to your study course. That's always a good address you, you, because the connection you forge there is not only social connection, but you might end up being in the same field in the end after you finish your studies. So it's also networking. But then also take advantage of the activities university offers. Go to your clubs, your music clubs, go to your sports clubs. An activity that you can do that I don't think I'd be able to do in a similar manner somewhere else outside of a university yeah. context. Take advantage of these opportunities. Yeah, there's a lot of activities. Also rowing, rowing. Yeah, you can go rowing, you can yeah. go bouldering through university if you don't yeah. want to go by yourself. And that's always in a group setting, even if it's just one or two people and you and the coach or whatever. Our roommate Judith, she was saying about some yoga sessions where she was sitting there with one person. I remember having futsal sessions with just one guy showing up. But even then, you have a chat, you get out and about and have some community connection. For me personally, I think the biggest thing to have a good time in Kleve is to have a decent transport system. For me personally, it was the bicycle. I know a lot of students who've got an electric scooter. I would not trust just on public transport in here because you're going to get stuck. You're not going to have a good time. Get a good bicycle or an electric scooter or something to get around because the distances, they are quite far. For example, our house is five kilometers outside of Claver. So we have to cycle minimum 15 minutes, 10 minutes each time. And also, I didn't want to live inside of a city which is in the countryside coming from a city. If I move to the countryside, I want to live in the greenery. I want to experience the good quality of nature around me. And then I need some sort of transport and the bicycle here is more than convenient it solves all the problems you have what about you for somebody who doesn't have the biggest university connection to hsv yeah i would give more kind of a general advice behave in your everyday life more often as you would do on a festival and i do not mean downing several beers but more at a festival, you're walking around and always talking to strangers. And this is what you can easily do in your everyday life as well. And it's also yeah. a very good measure to socialize. Yeah, true. Get out of your comfort zone. Start talking to people. If there's someone you think, oh, man, he looks pretty cool. I did that as well. I walked over campus and that's also how I met Felix as well. Or also other friends I found. I was just like, man, you look like a nice guy. Or girl, let's just hang out or let's... Philip, for example. Yeah, Philip. I remember when you came back and you were yeah. like, I met this amazing guy yeah, on campus. We, yeah, we were... the basketball team. Like, and... a, a lot of people I met in Kleve was just randomly on the street where I was like thinking, man, this guy looks like an interesting dude. And I just... Why should I not, shouldn't I just start and talking Kleve, to him? in you can approach them. Yeah, just, in Kleve, just it's just... To anybody it's who's super international. Most people are really friendly. Yeah, get out of your comfort zone and start trying to find the people you like or that give you the right energy and feeling and yeah it will work out 100 especially now in summer people are in a better mood yeah. than in winter and yeah but honestly shutting up was never part of my comfort zone <laughs> <laughs> the opposite is the case uh, and also the goch lake we can mention yeah. yes yeah there's a quite big lake in goch goch ness and 
in the summer it's packed of students or young people around the area and if you just go there with a volleyball or whatever you will for sure find someone who I think the easiest way to socialize at uni would be to just sit with the sixer at campus on the evening and just have an open beer next to you and an inviting beer next to you and yeah. wait for somebody to sit down I had exactly the situation at the very start <laughs> of my bachelor studies that was the introduction week and everyone else in my group was so drunk that they went home while I was going to Edeka and buying new beer and I came back with all the beer and everybody was gone because they were too drunk and then I just said to next people hey do you want to be <laughs> let's meet yeah <laughs> I mean Get simple as that. Yeah, yeah, sure. You never say no to a free Find beer. a connection yeah. and socialize with people. Yeah, That's sure. Cool. That's maybe the sentence <laughs> to close yeah. it down, yeah. This was the fourth episode of How to Hochschule Voices. We welcome all feedback and are always looking for ways to improve. You can reach us directly at podcast at hsrw.eu and see the show notes for links and more information about today's topics and guests. My name is Stefan Hanf. Thank you for listening. Tschüss.